like you lot. You listen to Garage Hammer. Episode 225. On tonight's episode, the Bentleys get a chance to lay back a little bit from all the books and just catch up on what's going on with their hobbies and their community. And apparently, somebody's going to win a $100 gift card to Six Squared Studios by the end of this episode. So shut it! I'm listening to me show! Welcome to the Garage Tools. For the next two and a half hours or thereabouts, we'll do our best to keep you informed, entertained, and perhaps have a laugh or two along the way, bringing you the Six Squared Studios contest winner, but that's at the end of the show, and a whole lot of good vibes. I'm Alex Gonzalez. And I'm Captain Spaulding. Rest in peace, brother. Aha, you knew it. I'm so proud of you. I don't know Sid as anybody other than Captain Spaulding. Oh, see, yeah, I've seen just about everything he's been in. He had a small part in Kill Bill Part Two. Um, he was in uh, he was in this old horror movie, and I forget the name. It's like a science fiction horror movie with Erin Moran. It was like her first movie. She was Joni from Happy Days. She was in oh. that, and he was like the tough guy on the ship. Like it was, picture young Sid Haig, but no different, other than he was more muscular and thinner. Like still bald, still just tan, got that look around his face. I don't think he had a line in the whole movie, but he was like the tough guy. He was just smashing things until, of course, the you know the monsters kill pretty much everything in that movie. So, um, but yeah, no, I I love Sid Haig. I have an autographed picture of him. Hmm. Yeah, Heather was nice enough. She was at a convention. He was there signing an autograph. She got me an autograph with the with the smiling hands to his side, Captain Spaulding picture. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, uh, he was good people. Like I've seen him in interviews and stuff like that. He's just you know, for a guy who made his whole career off horror movies, he was a pretty down to earth guy. Mm-hmm. But yeah, if you have you seen Kill Bill? Yeah, no, that one. I'm not. I'm not that sheltered, Holmes. Okay, well, um, he, he, if you watch, he's in it. Like, if you blink, you'll miss him. But when um, when Michael Madsen goes to work at the strip club, the guy behind the bar who tells him the boss is looking for him is Sid Haig. No. Yep, yep. I mean, I believe you, but. Yeah. Oh, and then he was on some, he was in some other weird recent horror movie that was making heavy rotation on, it was like Attack of the Later Hosen Killer Tomatoes or something like that. No, not Killer Tomatoes. Uh, I just it's I the like only thing I know that's like attack or it's attack of the fifty foot woman. Yep. Oh, there's all sorts of attack if we want to get into that. Attack the block, attack no, nah, no, nah, you know, let's not do that. I don't want to sit here and list off movies all morning. Uh all right. Um what about the sponsors? We should get that stuff done too. Yeah, we should. Those. So we should probably take a moment to thank the sponsors of Garage Hammer, which include Chaos Orc Superstore. Chaos Orc Superstore, Chaos Orc Superstore. And Six Squared Studios. Six Squared Studios for all your MDF and basing needs. And Kevin will be on the show later. Yes, yes, he will. Yep, yep. Lindsay misses him. She was waiting to say hi. <clears throat> of course she was. Yeah, I know she is. Uh, let's not forget to uh, say thank you to all the uh, proud, uh, oh, I hope they're proud, uh, I am proud of them, the, uh, the many patrons we have over on patreon who help make everything we do here possible uh that includes our associate producers phil elliott dwight sims christopher sanders and ajc ajc 
and our newest patron, Mark Dinah. So, Mark, thank you for coming in and being part of the almost 1% who make this show and everything we do here possible. Um, hey, guess what, Alex? Chicken butt? Well, that too. Guess why? Chicken thigh. There you go. My daughter used to think it was chicken pie, which actually, tastier answer. Yeah. I mean, I'm not a big fan of dark meat with chickens, but do we have voicemail? We do. We have voicemail. You too, listener, can call and leave us a voicemail at 1-757-GH-SHOW-6. That's 1-757-GH-SHOW-6. Once again, that number is 1-757-GH-SHOW-6. International callers from most countries can dial 00 and then 1-757-GH-SHOW-6. If you want to call and leave us a voicemail. Now, get this. I actually have voicemail. Uh, let's see. That was a contest. That's later. That was a contest. That's later. We have a, a rather long one, which was pretty good, but uh, it wound up, there's a couple of not safe for work moments on there, and I don't have access to getting that thing edited down before we have to put the show out. So I want to say thank you um, uh, to, uh, I believe it was Tony, for his colorful voicemail. Um, I did enjoy it. But I don't know that I can get it on the air right now. But we do have two uh, shorter ones coming in, uh, guys who dropped a line this last week or so. So I'm going to play the first voicemail right, well, almost now and now. Hey there. I said there's a couple of man things out there. This is Alan Mayo, and I'm out in Utah. And just wanted to actually thank you guys. I've been bouncing around trying to find a good hobby to enjoy, and I figured I'd give Age of Sigma a try. And first, thank you guys for having a good, clean show so I can listen to your podcast along with my kids. And also, I want to give a shout-out to the community out here in Utah. I was kind of iffy on starting the hobby when one of them said, you know what, I'll go ahead and sell you my Skaven army. And I absolutely love Skaven. And I got it for a good deal. And a few others said, hey, you know what? I got a few bits and pieces here that I'm not using. I'll go ahead and contribute to your saving army. Enough of them got together that I am now fully fledged into the hobby. And that is why I think it's great that the community gets together to be able to build community further. So I want to give them a shout out. And I want to thank you guys. Because also, as soon as I decided to jump into it, you guys cover Skaven. Love the lore. Love the war. Thank you so much. Keep doing what you're doing. See you later. Well, that was all sorts of positivity. I kind of liked that. Even about Skaven. Yeah. Hey, you know what? It's it's a pretty awesome army. It's just a headache to go through every all the... Well, you know, so many cogs and moving parts in that, which I suppose is appropriate. But wow, what a pain. Uh, and he likes the lore and the war. Which I think is great. I'm getting a lot of good feedback on the lore and the war segments. So I have noticed. I, I, I'm, I'm glad people are liking it. Oddest thing, they're still coming out pretty even in the downloads. It seems like people. It's it's not necessarily about the lore or the war. It's just about they like the show. So I, I don't get it, but uh, I think it's awesome. So um, next one is from Anthony. Uh, and I'm going to play that one for you right now as well. 
Hi, my name is Anthony. I'm from Somerville, South Carolina, and uh, I'm a new listener and actually trying to get into Age of Sigmar. Um, I was kind of hoping to get a little bit of advice of uh, which factions to go with. Um, so a little bit about my play style is I very much like an act-to-face, uh, you know, high-aggression melee type of gameplay with maybe some spells or a little bit of range thrown in to kind of help cover my bases. Um, and it usually swings from either going for that very uh, fast alpha strike or, or um, just taking uh, taking hits and treasure my way through before I bash my opponent's models in. Um, and right now I'm kind of stuck between either doing something like Idenet's Deepkin, maybe with some Sylvanas, or maybe something like the corn, uh, 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 the Blaze of Corn, with maybe some, I don't know, like Nurgle or Deech or whichever, you know, Chaos God. It would probably be best to run with them. Uh, kind of mixing those two together. Um, so, any, uh, and if you think something better than those might work, cool. That'd be, be awesome. But, um, thank you for your time and, uh, have a good day. Okay. Uh, an advice for a hard hitting army that may have a little magic or shooting to throw in to cover the bases. Well, that's not exactly corn, is it? It can be if you build it that way with with the skull cannons and then honestly if you take uh ungor raiders yeah because they do have a shooting attack it's fairly decent they're cheapest chips they die horribly that's blood tithe points corn cares not oh that is true um, See, there you go there's some advice so you could do that um if he's looking for like an alpha strike i mean obviously that could be any number of things. Um, Deepkin are good for the alpha strike. They just really don't have a ranged option. If he's taking Sylvanath, maybe he's looking at taking Hunters with Bows. Um, I don't know necessarily that that all jives with Deepkin. Because uh, Deepkin, I think their only real lack, because they are on you so quickly, is body count. So if you're looking for anything that can smash face and do the alpha, almost every army is capable of an alpha strike. So Mm -hmm. it's really just go with the models that you like, the ones that speak to you, because at the end of the day, you have to assemble them, you have to paint them, and you have to look at them again and again and again, and if you don't like the models, there's no point. So honestly, do what appeals to you, and you can find a way to make it work. Good advice. Um, I was thinking there's not a lot of shooting backing it up, but I was thinking with the uh, the orcs on pigs, that's pretty fast. Of course, the new book is going up for pre-sale Saturday, so that may change. But I like orcs on pigs. Yeah, I mean, you, with the new book, um, they're putting bone splitters and iron jaws together. So conceivably, you could do bacon fest and just do savage orc. Boar Boys, or the Maniacs, and then Gorgruntas. <laughs> so you could do 
you know, you just go all ham for it, but just I see what you're doing there. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah. So I mean, just do what you like, because and go with the models that you enjoy, or go with the background. If you just want to put an axe in somebody's face, then I don't know. You can do that with a lot of things in this game. That so. is that is true. That is very. That's kind of the whole point of this game. So. Yeah. So just go with the models that you like, um, and take it from there. Very good advice from Alex. Uh, so that's it on the voicemail. Uh, we're going to have a couple more later when we get to the contest. Yes. But, um, yeah, I guess I think that's it for the the voicemail. So uh, should we uh, jump on into the toolbox? Uh, yeah, I suppose we can. Well, um, but who is that brought to us by? Chaos Orc Superstar! Chaos Orc Superstar! Chaos Orc Superstar! Yeah, uh, let's take, take a moment um, to... Um, if you noticed, we've we, we can do this now. We can go into the toolbox right away because we only have the second break. Because um, Lindsay's gamer garrison in Wakanda, Illinois, is no more. Um, they uh, they wound up having to uh, to close up. So we uh, have this extra. We don't have to take that break right there in the beginning. We can keep moving along. Um, Andrew was pretty sad. Uh, they did have a last day. They were open. I was there pretty much the whole day from noon till like not till midnight because I was getting tired. But I got there a little before noon. I was there till about ten ten thirty. You know, building models, playing Warcry, doing stuff like that. Um, it's it was it was. He felt so bad because uh, he was just like he had built a really strong community there, and that's he wanted to keep that going. And it just it wasn't it wasn't in the cards. It wasn't viable right there. Um. But I want to thank him. I want to. Uh, I want to thank Andrew for for being a sponsor of the show and for really for those last four years, just really working hard to build the community uh, in that area. Um, yeah, he's good people. Yeah, he he really is. So, you know, uh, just wanted to say that. Heck, the last day we were there, he's at, I'm asking. He's like, "How how are you guys doing? Do you guys find a a new local game store to be your sponsor yet?" And I was like, "Um, well, no, <laughs> like." He's, so then he's like, oh, you know, you think about these guys. They're really good. And then uh, apparently he gave them a call and put in a good word, said, hey, you guys should consider picking up these guys as a spon- as their sponsor because apparently that uh, garage hammer code to order, you know, stuff online from Lindsay's, like he got a lot of people using it. I was like, great, excellent. So he was like, it's totally worth it, you know. Hmm. So he was, yeah, he was very happy with the sponsorship, so. I was very pleased to hear that. So, uh, but that's neither here nor there. Now that we've now that we brought up that, and now we got through that, uh, uh, I was so sad. Um, let's jump into the toolbox, though, shall we? Yeah. Brought to you by Chaos Org Superstore. What kind of hobby you been doing, my brother? I don't know. Um, I've been kind of all over the place. Uh-huh. Um, Honestly, I've been moving back and forth between painting grots for the Gloom Spike Gits mm-hmm. and then random bits and bobs, finishing up Underworld's Warbands. Like, I finished up Thundrix Profiteers, the Carriage on Overlords. I finished Molog. Um, and at the same time, I've got Scragrot done. I've got a Cave Shaman done and just more and more 
stuff. It just never stops. So Tell me about it. That is the truth, especially when you find an army you really like and you really want to build all that stuff and really want to paint that stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, I've got the rest of the Gloom Spite primed. Right now, I'm just working on getting the metals done before I start doing the rest of the color palette. Because um, that's usually how I paint, is I get the metals done first. Mm-hmm. Because metals are evil. So... Because they get everywhere, and if you don't let it dry long enough, it gets into your other paints with the metallic flex. So I try to do that first. This way, it's done. I can give it ample dry time, and I can just move on to the next thing. Huh, I see what you're saying there. Okay. Yeah, so I don't know. Because like I know the basic principle is you paint from the inside out because it's harder to get to the smaller details. Yes. Um when the inside of things, when you've got stuff that's painted already that you're going past. So I understand that theory, but for how I paint, I have to get the metallics done first. Otherwise, it just throws me off. Interesting. Yeah. But I also let my metallics dry completely overnight before I touch the model again, just because I don't want to ruin it. And I have separate water and separate brushes for my metallics. So... Yeah, I'm a little CDO wow. when it comes to the metallic. Yes, you are. Well, I had one pot of wash get skunked because I didn't do that system. Mm, I see what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, And then yeah. all the models are suddenly like Twilight vampires, and that doesn't look good on everything, or vampires for that matter. So, Yeah. Well, I had one pot, and then I didn't worry about any of it at all. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> what in the actual hell, dude? <laughs> I am overtired, and I am not making sense. I am just saying whatever sounds funny in my head, which is just about anything at this point. So, Yeah, buddy. So- I could not sleep last night. I swear, I was up until 3.30. And then I and then I dozed off and woke up at four fifteen and could not get back to sleep. I, I I I probably shouldn't have been driving to get home. Like I don't remember half the drive. Like I was not not sleeping at the wheel or anything like that. But I'm just so it's, it's concentrating is not a working thing for me right now. Hmm. It happens. What are you gonna do? Mm-hmm. Where were we? Were you, uh, did you have any other hobby stuff other than your 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 completely retentive? Uh, 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 metal non-metal regiment when painting. Hey Amen. You gotta do what works. Yeah. No. Yep, yep. That's that's about it. Okay. Um. I have been doing actually quite a bit of hobbying. Um. I, I, I I've I've been doing kind of more than I expected. Um. Since Harrison left, Morgan has been hanging out with me. Like. I think I I I don't either. She thinks I really miss him and need someone to hang out with, or she misses him and just wants to come hang out with someone. Because um, well, remember she was a junior, he was a senior. They had a lot oh, of the yeah. same classes, a lot of the same teachers over the two years. Like I'd be down here, like you know, when they were younger, they couldn't stand each other. But I'm down here painting, and Harrison's doing something on the computer, and she comes down and starts talking about stuff, and they're talking for like. I look up, it's been like 45 minutes. I'm like, what in the world could you two have? I mean, you know, they're brother and sister. I suppose they should get along. 
but like I was like, dang, they talk all the time. So I don't know which it is because a lot of times I'll get on and I'll do a, like a Skype taint time or something like that. And uh, I've just been watching Supernatural with Morgan and sort of like getting, in, you know, I only get maybe an hour in. So it's not like I'm going to sit down and, and do a bunch or maybe I get two hours. Um, but it's like every night she comes down here and hangs out. Like she's only not down here now. She's like, you're recording later? I'm like, yeah. She's like, I'm going up to my room. I'm like, okay. But uh, so first of all, I rolled out more bases. I'm getting better at this. They're getting thinner, and I'm getting the right mix of milliput to plasticine because um, I mixed that together. I did find I was getting a little chintzy because I needed to. I needed to get. I, I needed to get a lot of bases, and I didn't have a ton of milliput left. So I think I went about uh sixty forty with the plasticine to milliput and that stuff took four freaking ever to dry. Um and still I fe- I feel like if I kinda rub my finger against the top of it and scrape it, it's still just it's never it's not hasn't gotten hard hardened yet, you know? Um so I realize you really gotta keep that to about fifty fifty and air on the side of milliput being the forty the fifty one percent. Um but I cranked out bases for well, okay. What did I build in the last two weeks? Um, oh, first of all, I did bases for all the other stuff I had that I hadn't based. So basically, I had built and based 20 blade geists and the 80 chain rasps. I bought and built the two chain ghasts, the two spirit torments, the five glaive wraith stalkers. 10 Grimgast Reapers, another 10 Chain Rasps, another 10 Blade Geists, four Murnworn Banshees, a box of 10 uh, Dreadside Herodons, two boxes of Spirit Hosts, five Hex Wraiths. Uh, I built all that. And then I made bases for the Knight of Shrouds, Knight of Shrouds on Ethereal Steed, uh, the Guardian of Souls, did the bases for the Spirit Torments, the Chain Ghasts. Uh, the two Lord Executioners, the Tomb Banshees, the Cairn Wraiths, uh, I built them. I just haven't gotten them on round bases yet. The 14 Grimgast Reapers, then extra 10 Chain Rasps, 11 Blade Geists. Uh, yeah, bases for all this stuff. I have so much, I have everything built and then based and then sprayed except for the Black Coach because I haven't built that yet. And I kind of want to do that in sub-assemblies and make sure it gets painted right. Um, I didn't realize how much of this stuff I had bought since I started collecting the Night Haunt because I kind of bought a little bit of everything, not knowing it was good and wanting to try it all. And I just realized I was t- <laughs> if I get another box of Grim Gast Reapers and one of those easy build packages of Mernmorn Banshees, then I could do the Night Haunt Procession, which is the big battalion that you have to take that and then you have to take seven other battalions. Um. I got literally enough to field all of it, at least at its minimum, and possibly a little more. And then I'd still have character models left over if I wanted to add it to that. That army's almost 5,000 points right there that I've got with the 950 points of eight battalions. <coughs> yeah, it's it's stupid. I did not realize how much I had, and then I put it all on a tray, and I was like, holy macro. I may take a picture of all that stuff on the tray that's not painted quite yet. It's basically the whole army except for the black coach and the 80 uh, chain rasps that are already painted. Yeah. I'll take a picture of that and put that up as the image for the show. Just paint it all. I did not realize I had 4,000 points. 
night on. It's a good thing that's the army I'm focusing on for like the, the foreseeable future. Mm-hmm. Because that's I'm, – I'm just excited. Like I, I've done all this stuff since, uh, I don't know, basically in the last like two weeks or so. Like since I got back on the wagon after uh, after taking Harrison to school and then not doing it a bunch. Yeah. You know, oh, and I uh, I built two of the boxes of uh, Warcry Terrain because I needed it for Warhammer Club at school. So I did two of those as well. Built those, not painted or primed. Just get them in. The kids are going to start painting and priming next week. The students want to learn how to do that. So, nice. Yeah. Dude, we had Warhammer Club today. We had a dozen kids there. No. Yeah, and three of them were girls, which I thought was awesome. They were there. One- Hell, yeah. Uh, isn't that great? Like, And they were, uh, we had... Two sets of kids. We had two war, separate war cry games going on, right? And I know this isn't my hobby. I'm sorry. This should be in my gaming because this, this is where my gaming happens now. Just go. Just go. But, this is great. Uh, so I had two separate war cry games going on. We had uh, Iron Golems versus the Birdmen, the Corvus. And then we had the other one that comes in the box set that I can never remember their name. The Beast. Iron Golem, Savage, or Untamed Beast. Untamed Beast versus the Unmade on the other uh, table. Um, that was going on. Uh, Mr. Phillips, the guy who runs club with me, he was running a kill team game of uh, Space Marines versus Nurgle, teaching some kids how to play uh, kill team because they were more interested in the sci-fi. We had two uh, games of Underworlds going on. And then the other kids were um, building more terrain and stuff because they wanted to give multiple. They want to be able to get multiple games of kill team going on. So they were interested in building and gluing and putting that. They hadn't really built models before, so they were building terrain. And then so next week I'm going to come in and we're going to prime that stuff between now and next week, and um, we're going to show them how to just quick like you know it's uh, you know it's got the prime code on it. Um, we're going to get it colored can just to get a base color on it and then you know sort of wash and dry brush just to bring it up just to show them real basic basics um what they could do with that and like they're excited i was dry brushing a piece of terrain that i brought just that i brought from home that i had to work on and um they were like oh my god that's so amazing and i'm looking at it it's like it's like quick fast not even very good dry brushing and they're like oh look what this is doing they're so amazing it's like this is with three weeks, we went from uh, four kids to ten kids to twelve kids, and there's kids who said now they're going to bring their friends next week because there's some kids who want to paint, and they're like, we can if we're going to be painting, we'll bring these guys in, and they can start on painting, and we can start on doing this. Like, it's 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 going great, and that's all just juniors and seniors because we only have juniors and seniors in our building. We're trying to get the kids, the freshmen, and sophomores at the other building, to get the activity bus and get over here. To, to join up, but we, we don't have a presence over there other than just on the announcements. So it's like you have no mm-hmm. idea what it is. It's like Warhammer Club. Oh, what? So, um, but we're hoping that we're going get to get up to like 20, 24 kids and just have games running. We don't play, obviously, AOS or 40K full games because we've got 90 minutes after school. Sure. But boy, oh boy, I mean, they were excited. Like, they came in today before, like, right before, like, I have some of them as my students. And they're like, did you bring that extra terrain? I'm like, yep. And they're like, do you have all this stuff? I'm like, yep. And they're like, great. Um, And they show up at my room because I've got to lug all the stuff over to where we're playing. So they show up at my, like, the bell rings and four seconds later, they're like, can we carry this stuff over there so we can start setting up? I'm like, go, take it. 
It's it's fantastic. I'm so excited about Warhammer Club. Oh, and I need to I, I need to put out thanks. Um, hold on one second. I got this here. I just wanted to throw out a thank you. Give credit where it is due. Um, okay, I I I don't. I got the Twitter handle, and I'm not a hundred percent certain. Uh, it's on Twitter. He's Gramps at Nova. That is. Like I know who it is, and I'm blanking Tim on Horwath. It. It, okay, that, okay, yes, that's right. Yes, um, I was posting stuff two weeks ago about Warhammer Club and how you know it's it's going well. The kids are jumping in. We're getting more kids. Um, Tim um, was kind enough. I just in the mail today. He ordered up from Mini Stomp um, one of the other terrain boxes. So this makes the main set. Um, the little Sigmarite one with the two, with the two, you know, the dogs sitting on the things and the two, two, uh, rectangle. I've got that. The Storm Vault one? The Storm Vault one. And then he's got the ones that just look like the sort of the Sigmarite ruins. That one, he sent us that one. So now we've got basically every one except the old, uh, mausoleum. So now we have three full sets. So we can get three games going next week. We'll have that built. And, uh, I think Mr. Phillips is going to donate his set of terrain for it because he, just leaves the war cry stuff at school. Uh, that'll be enough for eight players, and then the kids. Once we've got enough to play, uh, eight players. Um, they want to pick. They want to pick their war bands out of what we have there at school, and they want to do a campaign. Nice. So yeah, it's fantastic. Super excited. So that's uh, that's. That's my gaming. I guess we jumped right into gaming. Um, just been the, the best part about it is now they know how to play, and when new kids come in and they want to teach them, nobody. I like Mister Whitech. What's the rule for this, Mister Whitech? How does this like? But I get a question here and there throughout club. The other time I'm just kind of walking around, making sure everyone's having fun, doing what they want to do. Uh, like I said, I got to sit down and do some dry brushing on some terrain today because. They've all got it. The kids are playing Underworlds. They ask, you know, can I do this? Can I do that? Sure, that's how that works. It's fantastic. I'm so excited. I literally had one of the kids tell me today um, that he's going to go out and buy his own unmade set because uh, he knows I'm going to paint mine eventually, but he wants to paint it his way, and that way he can have it his own. So when we play in the campaign, he's guaranteed to be able to take the unmade, even if someone else wants it. They could take the one. You know, like the 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 one for that we have there that I bring for club, but he's gonna. Yeah, I was like, you're going out and buying your own models. Oh my god! Like that's, yay! He's in. Like he's in. In it's it's wonderful. Rock on. Yep. So that's all my gaming. What about you? Um. So for the last couple of Fridays, I've been able to get out. Um. Actually, no, it was just this last Friday. Um, I got out and I played a couple of games of Underworlds uh, with some of the new rules uh, with John, uh, trying out the uh, Sylvaneth, the Yiltharis Guardians, against uh, Iron Skulls, uh, the Iron Jaws crew. Right. Because that's what John has. Um, he's got a, mostly the Season 1 stuff. He's not kept up with it, but with Beast Grave coming out, he was looking to get back into it, and... Um, we had some fun, like the first game was kind of a kick right in the butt, but, um, 
just because my deck has everything that it really needs. Like, it moves, it does all that, because I have all the cards. Um, but we were able to fix up his deck, and it, it did a quite a bit of work. He took half the crew out. Um, <laughs> I still won, though, but it was much closer. So, no, I'm wanting to get back in and play in Underworlds and Warcry a bit more than where I'm focused on AOS right now. So... We're yeah, I kind of am too. I mean, I mean, I'm, well, no, I'm painting all that night haunt stuff, but playing, it's con. I mean, it's just, it's so fast, it's so easy, it's so wonderful. Yeah. So, I mean, that's really been about it for my gaming. I've not done a lot. So, okay. but you know, it is what it is. Um, then I think since the last cast, John and I got in a Warcry game doing Daughters Against Unmade and really liking the Unmade. It'll probably be the first Warband I paint up uh, from the actual set itself. I like the models for the Snake guys. I need a chance to get to actually sit down and play them and see how they play because I kind of The like Splintered them. Fang? Yeah. I like those models a lot. Yeah, no. I mean, all the models that have come out for Warcry have been stupendous. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the Unmade, like, definitely spoke to what I like to do because they are, like, control. Um, because they scare you into submission, which I think is amazing. Yeah. No, it's – they they have dec- they have really decent rules, so. Yeah. I mean, the models are a little iffy, but um, I'm – I really enjoyed playing them of all the crews I've enjoyed playing. Like I know some people have said that like Iron Jaws, Bone Splitters and Gloom Spite like ruin the game. But honestly, okay, I heard that too, but I haven't like like I said I don't I'm not I don't have those armies and the kids are only playing with the stuff that comes pre-boxed. I haven't played against people who are playing that. Why does that stuff ruin the game? What is so awesome about that that it throws Because Iron off? Jaws just goes through anything that it gets in front of because they're they do have a lot of damage output. They're tough. They got a lot of wounds, but they're slow as all get out. So depending on the scenario, they're easily beatable. Okay. Um, Gloom Spite, the issue is the hoppers and the bounders because one of how fast they are, two, they fly um, and just kind of ignore a lot of the basic rules. Uh-huh. And then Bone Split is just the combo with like having multiple icons to stack multiple toughness. Okay. So I guess that's a thing. I don't know. I've not had that experience, but what do I know? Huh? Not much, honestly, but (laughs) I don't know. Like, I mean, I think the game itself plays more towards the narrative style anyway. And I think that's kind of the direction I'm heading more. So we'll see. Yeah. That's cool. Um, you got any other? Um, no. I mean, I've kind of been in a funk for the last couple of days. I don't know if it's just like exhaustion setting in or what it is. Um, but I'm running out of, like, I feel like I don't have a direction right now because I'm doing so many different things in the hobby, working on, the main army working on Warcry, working on this, that writing rules packs for events. And I just don't know what else there is to do. Um, what do you mean? Like, okay. So as a player, the 
only things that I haven't done is win a best painted or win a best overall at a GT. I've done the out of country games um, and tournaments. I've gotten multiple best sports. I've gotten multiple best, usually best order. I don't know why it's best order all the time. Um, (laughs) But in any event, like I've done really well, but like those are the last two goals for me as a player. And then as a TO, I've done everything and then some. And then this year for Adepticon 2020, doing the four-player team, like that's the last one on the list. You know what I mean? Oh, okay. So it just like it dawned on me that it's like I'm running out of goals and I feel like I need a direction. And I've been in this spot before. And I don't know if I just need to find something that's going to talk to me again or what it is but i don't know it's kind of a weird place you kind of have done it all so i mean i don't know i suppose the next spot is to become the guy who mentors somebody else to run a gt maybe somebody who doesn't have that experience and you can sort of take the back seat and be like look i'll help you with that stuff to figure it out that that's all i could think of yeah, I mean, I've kind of done that. Oh, you've but, done that too. Yeah, you do that with me all the time, little one-dayers and stuff. Yeah, but it's more, I don't know. Like, it's going to be weird when for this comparison because it's almost like Rocky, except I don't want to go to Rocky 5000, you know what I mean? <laughs> Rocky 5000. 1000. Yeah. No, so, I mean, we'll figure it out. I just, I'm just kind of in a weird spot. So, I don't know. That's my rant. I think that's all I got. Well, if you need, if you need some, if you need someone to vent to off the air, I'm still here. Yeah. Um, I think that's it then, isn't it? We've gone through everything. Um, yeah, I think that's it. So, that's the toolbox. We should take a break. We should take a break and then come back. Um, when we come back, we're going to talk about uh, all this new stuff that they've been announcing that's going to be released, at least as much as we can. I'm not going to ask you to talk about anything you looked at or play tested. Don't worry. Um, but we figured we should just talk about some of these things coming out because there's a lot all of a sudden announced to be coming out. Mm-hmm. So, and some cool stuff that already did come out. So we'll talk about that and then... Uh, we got a few other things to chit-chat about before uh, before Kevin comes on from Six Squared and we go over some of the contest entries and just talk about all the good hobby vibes floating around. All right, we'll be back.
That's right, folks. Chaos Orc Superstore, your one-stop shop for all your hobby gaming needs. They've not only got current and classic GW releases, Chess X Dice and Vallejo Paints, but now they're also carrying Mantic, Infinity, Flames of War, Privateer Press, Soda Pop, Dark Age, and other assorted boarded miniature-based games. They usually ship within 24 hours, and the model in the picture is the model they ship to you, because at Chaos Orc Superstore, what you see is what you get. And we are back talking news, upcoming releases, and the Adepticon 2020 AOS four-player team tournament. Oh, is there news on that, Alex? There might be. Might be. All right, so let's talk about some of these new releases coming out. Monsters and Mercenaries dropped. Yeah, uh, that's for Warcry. That's for Warcry. Dude, that, that, I got the book. I got it from Mini Stump. And uh, I kind of like it. I'm not mm-hmm. ready to be adding all that stuff in, but it's neat the things you can add in. Like, I haven't even had a chance to go through all the rules and understand the whys. I've just sort of been in the beginning flipping through the the bits of lore and the you know why you're bringing things in. Have you got a chance to look at this book yet? No. Lots of stuff in it. Lots of stuff. They've got, uh, you know, different different groups you can bring in but they've got some of the stormcast heroes you can bring in they got heroes from so many different areas they got the the what's that unit from gloom spite that you take the one guy and then he's got like the five little uh, the gabapalooza yeah the gabapalooza is on that list each one yeah got i a saw card. you yeah. could break each one of them down um which is good yeah they've got that you know lots of different monsters to pick from um, the one thing I thought was weird, and it's still, I mean, it's on the community page, but what is it? Is it the Chimera? Yeah, the one they reboxed. Yeah. That's not in the book. Mm-hmm. I mean, no, the card's not in there, because I looked for it. No, I know. And I was just like, what? Why not? And so, but, because I, I got a Chimera. I don't want to buy another one. You know? Why not, and Dave? Th- because I've already got. Two technically, I have the GW one, and then I got the the really beautiful Mercia Miniatures one. So oh, you can do three and just suddenly have a Beast of Chaos army. You're totally okay. <laughs> but uh, the 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 community site has the 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 rules for them up. So I was like, oh, okay, cool, I can get them there. But um, these beasts, all like just about every monster has, I think, fifty wounds, and they're all in the three hundred some odd point range. So. It's no joke if you're taking one of these things. It's 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 the major portion of your army. Three hundred seems a little low. Well, I don't know. It mostly seems to be like a lot of, a lot around the three sixties. So I mean, it's over a third of your army. Yeah, maybe it's just because there are some like really expensive heavy hitters, like the Crypt Flayer Infernal. Um, he's like three hundred points in and of himself. So, ah, uh, yeah, I can see that. Well, like I said, I haven't gotten a chance to take them yet. I, I mean, I'm already hearing people, oh, goodness, are we going to allow this into games? Is going to wreck stuff? Why don't you play it first, for goodness sake? Play it first. Um, what do you think of them dropping this book, like, weeks after the game drops? 
it shows that they're still going to be supporting it. Um, I think the bigger issue that has been talked about in the resounding negative, unfortunately, is that you can't get the card packs anymore for the non-Chaos Warbands. You can't? That's what everyone's been saying online is like it's no longer available. Um I don't know. I so, went into GW and they had some. I picked up. In fact, the only one I needed was uh, Marathi's Rotten Ladies of the Night, and uh, I picked those. The Daughters up. of King. Yes. Yeah. I, I know. I know their so, name. They're just. They're just evil. Yeah. Um. But no, I really think that they need to clear that up if they are going to continue it or if they're not. I really think they are. So. I don't know. I think people like, I think the internet in general needs to chill, um, especially about this stuff. And then like, even with beast grave, um, coming out, which went up for pre-order as of time of recording last Saturday. So I don't know if it's coming out this weekend or the weekend after, um, I think it's this weekend. And then this weekend that comes out and you can order, um, the other one, the yeah, the other on. two books. Beast Grave is ordered now. Hold on, I'm click on it right here and see what it says. Um, just because they had a two week a two week wait between Night Vault pre order and drop, so I didn't know if Beast Grave pre order and drop would be the same thing. Uh, so I'm looking for a. Uh, it says this product is available for pre order, and I don't see date on here maybe i'm just missing it that's entirely plausible but um like they're rotating all all the universal cards from season one in competitive play formatting and a lot of people have gotten a little up in arms about it but it's like if you are still following the game if you are playing it on a regular basis this changes the meta completely and so like wait, the, what are they doing with the Season 1 cards now? So the Season 1 Universal cards, mm-hmm. so that's the non-Warband specific ones, in competitive play, they're no longer going to be allowed unless they've been reprinted. Oh, because they want the new symbols on it or whatever it is? No, because they... If you look at um, a lot of the same decks online for the ones that are winning events, yep. they have a lot of Season 1 cards. And some of the season one cards were not how they intended to be written. Um, gotcha. And realistically, it just gets into this funky cycle of you have to take XYZ cards in order to be competitive, in order to like actually play the game effectively. Um, and then a lot of those cards were not written the best um, as far as like the wording, the FAQing, the errataing. Um, so by cycling out all those cards from competitive play, you then create two formats, either the what is current, which is the two most recent seasons, or you then have the relic format, which is everything. And I mean, card rotation is not a new thing. Now this sounds like magic. Yeah, magic. If the what? If it's like if the cards are past the last two releases, it's not allowed in tournaments. Yeah, to play, something right? like that. Um, yeah, I know they do. I I haven't played magic in probably about fifteen years or so. Yeah, I hear so that. it's been a long time. But I remember it just kept cycling out. So, like this is not new. But if you want to get into the game, 
you don't have to pick up all of the warbands anymore because you don't need all those universal cards, especially the season one warbands. Right. However, so, if you've already into the game, you kind of got to. I'm, I'm. I don't play competitive, um, and I am pretty much decided I'm not going to play competitive. Uh, my rationale being, I don't want to have to buy all the season three warbands to get all the cards. But you know you're going to. I I don't know that I am. I think you are. Uh, I, you know what? I got. But before Warcry, I would have said you were right. Yeah, probably. But I don't know that you. I, I don't. I mean, I got my forty k army. I'm building. I got all this Nighthawn stuff. I'm building, uh, and and playing with. Uh, Warcry's getting some of my money now. Something's something's got to give now. If 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 they would take you know when they did those surveys last year at Adepticon. If after they put out the the different bands, they just put out a, the, a card set where I could just buy the cards, I'd be happy. Yeah, I mean, but I think I just, that would be the ideal. But I just i I've, I've only got. I mean, it's 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 not like I'm not giving them my money. I'm just giving it to them for other game parts. Now it's like I'm still spending yeah. just as much. I'm just there's uh, the other stuff is interests me more. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I like, I mean, we, I like mm-hmm. the game. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I like the game. It's just one of these where you've got to constantly keep up with all the cards, you know. And now I'm like, yeah, uh, that's just that because I don't play it enough to know all that stuff and focus on it. It's that's the one thing that's got me leery about the newest season. Although, uh, and full disclaimer, I one uh, Beastgrave came in the mail like two days ago. And I did pull it open, and I looked at it, and the models are gorgeous. They are yeah. fantastic. This is a really beautiful set. Like, I, I do like it. it. It's got me wanting to play more again with all the cool stuff that's in here. I just don't know if, if that, at thirty bucks a pop, six warbands is one hundred and eighty bucks, and it's like, oh, I could do that, or I could be buying more terrain for my night haunt stuff, or I could be getting the stuff for. For Warcry, you know, I, I'm still short a, a set of terrain and things like that. So it's like it, they're making it hard to choose between all their stuff. You know yeah. what I mean? And it's all happening at once. Yes. I mean, this game's only been out, what, two years now? Is it two years? Underworlds is on three, I think. Is it? Okay. And we're getting the third the third season coming out. It's 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 great. Uh, in fact, I'm probably going to bring uh, – I may bring my uh, – my gets to Warhammer Club next week to let the kids who are playing and learn and let them see, you know, something that's painted up and how you could kind of go go and, you know, do something fun with it other than just the starter stuff if they're interested. But mm-hmm. uh, that one's just, it's, oh, it's, hard, it, it's hard to keep up on. Like, I literally only have one painted band, but I have all the, all the groups, you know? Mm. It's like, oh, there's so much, there's so much to do, so much yes. to do. All right, and then they released some sort of dwarf. No, Dwarden. not some sort. The Dwarden. One of my favorite things ever since I played my first Black Library book, Gotrek and Felix. Uh, I love Gotrek, and boy, did he get some stupid rules to go along with his stupid lore. 
did he though? <laughs> no, no, I, I, I really think that the internet is overreacting to him. He is more than a quarter of your army for eight wounds. He's slow. You can't pick him up and teleport him because nobody tosses a dwarf. That's true. So you stay away from him or you just do soul snare shackles. He can't fly. So you can just block him up with spells or cheap throwaway units like you do any other obnoxious threat. It's just it's what you do. It's not. Oh, I no, don't, a good player can mitigate this. Yeah, no, no. But if you go in there with the intention of like, I am going to kill him. Okay, just manage your expectations at the door. See, but that's the thing. He is this threat to your monsters, to your big beasties, which is what his story is, right? Um, mm-hmm. He's a threat to even your hordes because he can come in with so much damage. And so people panic and they like, we got to get rid of him. And honestly, if I put him up near the front, if I can get you bogged down into a couple of fights, I can get him in there on the second round. And when he gets into a fight, he's stupid. Can we go over these rules? Because it's just dumb. How much? How, what is he? Five forty? You said five hundred and twenty points. And he takes up all of your allies' allotment. Yes. Now and you can't take any other allies. Yes, so you can't take any other allies if you take him. But still, that's you'd have to be paying over a two thousand point game to even get to five twenty. In a normal situation, but he can exceed the allies' yes. rules. Yes, he can break the rules for that. So here we go. Um. Gotrek only moves four inches. He's bravery 10, eight wounds, and a four-up save. He's got that beautiful, wonderful axe of his, the uh, uh, whatever it's called. Uh, oh, Zangram Thaz. He's got six attacks, threes by threes, two red, three damage. That's not bad. Now, uh, his rules. Um... The avatar, he is the avatar of Grimnir. So, if the damage inflicted by an attack, spell, or ability that targets or affects this model is greater than one, change it to one. In addition, if a spell or ability would slay this model, it suffers a mortal wound instead. However, if this model is included in your army, it cannot be set up in reserve. It must be set up on the battlefield. And you can't use spells or abilities that would allow you to set it up again after the battle has begun. Now, if there's a spell that can allow you to fly or something, I suppose you could use that on him. But you sure. can't, you can't teleport him around the battlefield. Nobody's mo- he 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 is his own force of nature. You're not moving him. Now that's just the first rule. He can also re-roll hit and wound rolls, and unmodified sixes to hit do d6 mortals on top of its regular what it's doing. So with six attacks, you're on average going to hit a six. And you've got threes by threes, re-rolling both, two rend, three damage, plus on average a D6 worth of mortals in there. Um, Then at the end of the combat phase, if he's within three inches of an enemy unit, so if he's still locked in combat with an enemy unit, he gets to attack again. So he gets to fight again after all the other fighting's done. And then, as if the four-up save wasn't enough, he's got a three-up ward save on top of that. 
So that's what you're getting for your 500 points. Now, worth it or not, that those rules that's that fits this character. It really mm-hmm. does. And that's why I love it. And I will absolutely be fielding it when I get a chance. Now, I probably won't be fielding it with my Night Haunt, but if I'm playing anything else or doing anything else, uh, I mean, I got him. I'm going to I'm gonna magnetize the little base so I can flip in between his little scenic base and his play base. Um, but this is... I love this. It could be completely impractical, although you're hearing people all talking from tournaments talking about how much their Gotrek killed. Um, and I think that's awesome too because he should. He is a legend. Um, it's just awesome. I'm I'm so excited about this. I'm sitting here holding the model in my hand. Like I promised myself, I would get more of my night haunt done before I paint this. But this is like this isn't even contrast paint. This is getting like paint, paint, like actual paint. Yeah, because oh, it's got trick. So excited! Ha cha cha! Hey hey! So I take it you're not all that jazzed about Gotrek. He won't. He will not be featuring in any of your armies. No. Um, can I tell you the truth? I'm kind of miffed he's back. How come? You read Slayer, um, the last book in the series. He jumps into um, the realm gate or into the the chaos, the warp gate. Yeah. So he does that. It should have ended there. Is really what it boils down to for me. It should have stopped, but it didn't. I can see your point. Like, I totally can see your point of we don't need to be bringing back characters from the world that was. Um, But apparently he was fighting alongside Grimnir for who knows how long, just in the chaos battle. And then when he gets finally returned and washed out into this world, um, you know, when I heard he was coming back, I was a little nervous because I didn't want it to be dumb. But that Realm Slayer book, like, it's great. Them, they, they, they handled it really well. I don't know if you read it or you listened to it. Nope. nope. They did the job they did bringing him back. They did a really good job with that. Like, they did a great job. I've listened to it twice now, and I have a copy of the book, and I would, I would, that's one I would love to cover at some point on the show because they really did a fantastic job of how they brought him back and what's going on and how he is still this sort of fish out of water because people are like, what are you? And he's looking around going, what the heck is a Duarden? I don't know what you're even talking about. Um, no, it was great. I can see why you don't want to bring back more characters from the world that was. I totally understand that. But I've loved, I mean, you know how much I love dwarves. And Gotrek was just, he was always my favorite like from the first time i read this story i'm like that's this is my favorite character so me getting you know that's you know that's like christmas coming early for me (laughs) okay don't be such a debbie downer you big poop uh when he got his new book uh ghoul slayer uh i've got that sitting right here next to me Fighting alongside what seems to be an elf, what seems to be, well, what used to be a dark elf. And they're killing ghouls because it's called Ghoul Slayer, and that's what you do, kill ghouls. Mm-hmm. So, um, what else do we got? Oh, pre-orders are now up for, or no, they're going up this weekend, but by the time you guys hear this, it, it'll 
See, th- this is one of the reasons I was glad we dropped the news and rumors section for the most part and talked about stuff after it dropped. Because talking about this before it drops, if you're listening to this in a week, this is old news. But uh, Cities of Sigmar and Auric War Clans coming up for pre order. I'm pretty excited about this. Although it sounds like Cities of Sigmar is just like everything that's left in the order book. Just now, order has is now Cities of Sigmar. If I mean, and I'm using that in a, a vast generalization because obviously, but I mean, everybody else. It seems like this is everybody who hasn't gotten a book yet on the side of order is sort of getting whatever's left is lumped into this this book. I could be wrong. It's just what it seemed like when I was reading it on the uh, Warhammer community page. No, I mean, it's got a lot of the stuff that has not gotten a battle time yet. Let's call a spade a spade here. Um, but they're trying to really flesh out what the world is like. Um, now, it's based around... The cities from the Seeds of Hope campaign um, from Firestorm. Right. So it's based around that, but they they have these models, they have these ranchers, and they want to give them a home. And these are things that are built on civilization, and you need to build that. Yeah. So. Plus, you got that. Uh, they just announced you got the, they're going to get the two-star collecting sets. So the Greywater Fastness is going to have, it looks like... Uh, Ten uh, Iron Breakers, um, the the Lord standing on the Oath Stone. I don't know. Like they changed the names now. I get that, but that's was the Lord standing on the Oath Stone. It looked like the uh, Cogsmith or Engineer or whatever they call him now. And that's then, a Rune Lord. A Rune. Oh, is that the Rune Lord holding the big gun? Oh no, that's the Cogsmith. That's not the Cogsmith. The Rune Lord, the Rune Lord the is the one who's standing on a standing on the old Oath Stone. It used yeah. to be the Stanley Oso model. And then whatever the na- the gyro, whatever it is. No. Gyrocopter com- yeah. copter or bomber kit. Right. So they got that set. And then they got the Anvil Guard, which is the chariot, the Dark Elf chariot. And then it's uh, the Scourge Privateer stuff. So it's the Fleet Master, 10 Corsairs, the Scourge Runner chariot, and a Charybdis. Yes, yes. So I thought that was just kind of interesting of the stuff that's going to come out. You know, you've got that. You've got the free guild armies in there. Um, I'm looking forward to this one. I'm looking forward to this one in particular. Um, I just, because I want to see what, I I want to see the flesh out, like you just said. I want to see what the cities are going on and what's happening. Uh, and it says there's going to be a lot of, a lot of lore in this in this book. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I just, I'm excited to see what it is and not just, you know, I mean, they're all going to be living. They're all going to, I mean, there's going to be some familiar stuff there cause it's still characters that we understand and know. Um, I'm interested to see who's left and what, what parts of these armies are there. And I don't just mean rules wise. I mean, how are they all getting along together? You know, they didn't used to live with elves and Dwarden and, and humans all together like this. Not often, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I that's what I'm kind of looking forward to, seeing how this all plays out and mixes together. Um, but it does, I mean, it that sounds like it could be fun. And I have a little bit of just about all of this stuff, except the Dark Elf stuff. Oh, wait, I have Christopher's Dark Elf stuff here. Oh, I might have enough to play this if I want to play it. Like, I'll paint it up and ready, you know? Yeah. Cool. And then Auric War Clans. 
Nice. Yeah. So this is the mashing and bashing together of bone splitters and iron jaws into one book. I love the picture on this cover. I am looking forward to this. I don't even play them. But every time one of these things come out, I'm tempted to. So putting it... Plus, let's be honest. I, I... I've seen a lot of people saying that they hope that by pushing it back together, they don't lose their cool and unique lore. And I don't think that they will. Um, obviously, there's going to be some parts that are rewritten that's going to be pushed back together. You know, they're obviously putting two books into one. But I, for one, am glad to see the whole race in a book. You know, I don't want to buy two or three or four different books for the same race. Um, yeah, I mean, and that's just Iron a Jaws question. and Splitters are very different, like, aesthetically and what they believe in. Um, but the ability to take the two most prevalent Auric factions together, like how Gorkamorka intended, it makes sense. I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just to create options. I mean, they're not going to lose any of their uniqueness. We're well, just no. now adding another option. But that was like when they came out with the Clans Pestilence book. And I'm like, oh, please don't tell me they're going to come out with a Clan Scryer book and a Clan Zeshin book. And I'm not going to buy five or six books just to have all the Skaven stuff. I want Yeah, because they did book. that with Everchosen and with the Clans Pestilence. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if they realized that that didn't work so well. I mean, granted, Everchosen was just three War Scrolls. And you had to give Archeon a book because he's Archeon. Yeah. I'm just I'm glad to see them putting stuff together in a single book. I don't need that many different books. I don't need you to split a race into all the little sub factions and give I mean you can do that in the in a book. And you want to make that book thicker cuz that Space Marines book is bananas. It's like 130 150 pages. It's big. You know, that Skaven book, it's big. You can put more pages into a book. I will pay for that book. I just don't want to have to buy a bunch of books. And it's it's shelf space. It's all all the different things. I'd like to you know keep that to a minimum. So that's me personally. I'm happy to see this. Mm-hmm. Plus, orcs is the best. And I know you're going to be like blah, 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 goblin, goblin, goblin. But so blah, 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 yourself, goblin, goblin. I like orcs. Day is the best. <laughs> I wasn't even going there, but that's fine. Um, and then they also announced. Like the gaming book. Yes. Which has all of the rules uh, for the different realms, the core rules, and I think the points values in it is what they said. It sounds like it's everything except the FAQs. Like basically, and here's here's another, hey, they listened and they did it. Every, I don't want to carry four books. I don't want all the forbidden power and this and that and all these different. I don't want to have to have four different books and not know where to look for stuff. Can you please put it all in one book? Okay, here you go. Well, and 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 here we are, happy to dish out another thirty, forty bucks to get it all down to combine all our four books into one book. Um, mm-hmm. I'm definitely getting one. Yeah, and I'm going to get one for the forty k too, because I can never find all the stuff in the big forty k book. Yeah, and I think, I mean, should this have come out earlier? Maybe, but yeah. you know, yes. the point is, I'm going to say they yes. Did it. Yeah, no, but the point is, they listened. They're doing it. They're making the change. Um, so, I mean, kudos to them for doing it. And it looks so. like it's like regular book size. It's not like the little red book that used to come in the in yeah. the starter set, which 
while I have no beef with the Little Red Book, I loved it. You know what I'm saying? Every, the, you would buy box sets and sell off the part just to get that stupid book. That book was constantly up on eBay. But it looks like it's about the same size, size-wise as the other books, which, once again, sitting on the shelf, carrying things around, you're not getting one oddball-sized book. It's just, just the core rules. Super, super jazzed for that. Like I said, for both 40K and for AOS. Yeah, but, I mean, realistically, now boils down to if you're going to an event, you have to carry this book and then the uh, Malign Sorcery book. That's oh. it. Well, and your your army book. but Well, yeah, but, like, it's not like you need the Malign Sorcery book from and then the main rule book and then and then and then. Right. No, it's, it's great. I'm very happy with it. I'm very yeah. happy with that. Um, what else? What else is in there? Oh, obviously the cards for the Oryx and the Cities of Sigmar. So they have all those cards. That I wish I wish those things weren't so temporary. Like I got a I I, I won I, I got a Night Haunt set. Um and the the I I got this and um the person who had it who threw it in there um they had used all the tokens and tiles so they had thrown in like a bunch of endless spell cards in there i think it was like the endless spell cards that came with the end you know the box mm-hmm. they were in there with the night haunt but then i realized i was going through it it's there's one night haunt card missing what uh, is it i don't know which one i know it, it's one of it, it is one I, I don't remember which one um, but it's missing one. And I went to go look and I went through the ones that came with, with the soul war set and it's not one of those. So I'm like, Ugh. I'm like, well, you know what? I, I have all these different units. I'll, I'm just going to go online and order a new one for myself. I'll have the tokens then and everything else. And no, they don't, they don't sell them anymore. And I wish that these things would be available all the time because if you're coming in and buying and starting that army, you, those things are fantastic. They're so I, I love those cards. So it makes me sad that they're like only available when the book drops. Because I'm sitting there going, I don't play cities or orcs, but do I want to buy these now so I have them? And I'm like, uh, maybe cities, maybe. I don't know. It's just that's just me. That's just my complaining. I'm sorry. I'm in complaining mode. It's all good. <laughs> Okay, so question. I know at Nova they announced. Did they announce the fourth book? Because they talked about the Asiarch Bone Reaper guys and the turkey thing. Um, and we, That's another conversation. Yeah. Uh, we got the cities. We got the Oryx. Is the fourth one Ogres? I mean, did they announce what it is? If they did announce what it is, then. But I thought they announced what the fourth book was. Mm-hmm. Okay, I can't remember. It just seems like it's going to be ogres to me. Like that's, and I have no, like I don't have any inside knowledge on this. Like I literally hear about stuff when everybody else hears about it, you know. Uh, I'm, I'm lucky enough that sometimes they send me stuff, but when that comes up, it literally shows up like right after pre-order hits. So it's not like I'm getting stuff in advance and stuff like that. Um, but I keep hearing, you know, the I keep hearing, plus they had the, the tyrant that they put out, that nice new tyrant thing that they were showing pictures of. So I just got a feeling that that's the fourth book. That's actually what I'm excited for because if it is, then Kira is going to have a, a full book. She doesn't care for the Peace Claw Raiders book because she likes to play with the guys on their feet, not riding on the big monsters. Mm. So I got my fingers crossed for that one. 
So, um, but then there's the Bone Reapers book, and um, so that's got to be coming sometime soon. They didn't announce a date, but we've got these. Uh, we got the cities and the orcs coming out. The uh, pre-order hits, so it's like the first weekend in, in October. And you, they already showed us the ad for Bone Reapers, and even though we don't have a, I don't, you know, obviously we don't have a, a date yet. My guess is it's got to be before Thanksgiving, right? They want to sell this. I stuff think for they Christmas. had said it was October. Oh, did they say it was October? Okay, cool. So then it's October. I'm wondering if that fourth book's going to be something with it. Like I'm, I'm just, I'm trying to, I'm, you know, I don't engage in all the online discussions with the guessing, but I, I like to guess myself, and I'm just kind of sitting here going. I want to see ogres, and I'm hoping that that's what it is. Maybe there'll be something cool going on. We'll get all, all this new stuff come out, and there'll be something exciting um, with with four new books hitting. It, I'm 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 very excited to see what happens in January and February. If maybe there's, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'm not. They're not going to run a camp. A, a, you know, worldwide campaigns don't start in January, but who knows what this could mean for the story. Obviously it's going to move the story forward a little bit. We got a new, new race of, of chubby skeleton contracts coming in. Um, so, you know, and they got the big smiley faces. They must be happy. Something must be happening. I'm, I'm curious to see what I'm very excited. There's a lot happening over the next month or two. Mm-hmm. So now I know you can't, talk about anything that's I'm, I'm not trying to ask because i know you do you know if and you know hopefully i'm not hitting too close to the mark and making you nervous either i am totally guessing drawn you know grasping at straws here uh and wish listing um but uh i don't know i'm i'm curious to see what the rules are for the for the bone reapers um not that i'm going to play them but i'm curious as to what their rules are so, I thought I would always pick up any new Death Army, and then, and then I saw the Bone Reapers, and I said, "You know what? It's another the, conversation." Totally wrong, but yeah, we'll we'll cover that when we cover the book, which will happen. So, is there anything else new coming out? I don't think so. Nope. So we covered everything. We've been doing lots of hobbying, lots of cool stuff coming out. Is there anything? That has okay, and once again, that has been announced. I'm not asking for you know anything you can't say. What are you excited for? I mean, you. Know, I'm excited for cities. You are excited for cities. All of the stuff um, that I've worked on, and when we get to cities, um, we were very conscious about not just having it be a cram or just a temporary whatever, but to actually have it have meaning and to make these things viable. So cool. The effort was there and then just developing the background and expanding upon firestorm and then the bone reapers, like their background, um, not necessarily the models, but we've been kind of hinting at that. Um, we can, we can talk about that later. Um, but (laughs) Um, just where it's taking the story is really what I'm about for this next month. So I'm, I guess I'm super excited about that. I know 
I have no idea, but that I can't wait to get my hands on these books to read that part. Because like I said, I've got all this Night Haunt. I'm committed to Night Haunt. But I want to know, even though I'm not starting a new army with one of these things, I want to know what's going on. And they've really been pushing you know, um, the story along. I kind of want to jump into the space timelines and see what little hints and nuggets they're dropping about other things, too. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's a very exciting time. I'm, I'm very... I'm very jazzed about all this. So, so much, so much going on hobby wise and, and with with the whole community here, and um, it's just I can't say enough about this. I mean, you know, we've had things coming in here and there, and all of a sudden it's like, oh, and by the way, onslaught. If three or four books in a month, great googly moogly. Hmm. Yeah, I'm just, oh, that's so good. All right, so um, listen, so we're going to, in a, in a few minutes, we're going to take a break, uh, and then we are going to bring Kevin on from Six Squared Studios, and he wants to sort of go through some of the entries and talk about some of the cool stuff. We have gotten a lot of very personal and very heartfelt entries into this, you know, what's this thing about the community? What's the best thing about Warhammer to you? What keeps you in the game? Um, by leaving it that open, um, we've gotten some really wonderful responses, and I know Kevin's going to want to talk about some of those, and we're going to do that when he comes back. But before we go uh, to that, I know, uh, Alex, you had mentioned that you might have uh, you might have some of the rules and ideas for... Uh, the four-man team tournament at Adepticon, like you yes. might have some stuff down. So, so has this has this been released elsewhere, or is the, are we getting a Garage Hammer exclusive? This should have been released from the Adepticon uh, team as a noise item this month. Um, I don't know where it is, um, but people need to know. And this is also kind of my way of apologizing. I've been procrastinating on this really hard. Um, not it's a weird combination of like being a new dad and trying to deal with this that and the other thing um hey, I've being a delayed. new dad takes a lot of, it takes a lot so don't yeah. don't apologize uh it's taken a lot out of what my plans were um so this is i'm going to put this out there so so you guys can kind of hear like the high end ideas um and kind of like the reasoning and thought process behind it so this way, when the rules come out in full, um, when we launch the cart, you can like see the f- what it comes to fruition. All right. So you want to go over this then? Sure. I will let you do all the honors since this is your baby. Yeah, this is uh, something that has been talked about um, since before I even started helping with Adepticon. It's like the 40K guys do the four-player team tournament. Why can't we do that with fantasy? Um, and the answer at the time was we didn't have the numbers. So it wasn't something that we could feasibly support. So we do Adepticon. We do that for years. And we have Age of Sigmar. And the numbers tank. Let's call a spade a spade. The first year of Age of Sigmar was rough. Well, we had 40 people. Yeah, in the championship, we had 40 people. Hey, I came in like fourth that year. I rocked. That that year was awesome. Yeah, it actually was. 
It and was that's awesome. But- what started it, where we've had the consistent growth in the numbers every year. Um, we sell out quicker and quicker. So this last year, we had 298 people playing in the team event. Um, so that makes it the largest attended Age of Sigmar event, period, um, as of right now. I'm, I know there have been some other cons talking about, like, well, we want to get up to 400 players. And it's like, okay, go for it. Um, <laughs> so, like, right now, the last goal I have as a TO was to do this. Um, so, without further delay. Um, so, essentially, what we're going to be doing is... Uh, basically taking the same blueprint that 40k has for the team tournament that they run and applying it to age of sigmar um the specifics so each player on this team is going to bring a thousand points following the vanguard composition in the ghb that has been something that we've done for the team tournament i'm not going to break what's what's there um all the armies in the team do not have to be from the same grand alliance so you can mix uh, Grand Alliances, so it's like Chaos, Death, Destruction, Order, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, you can duplicate Allegiance abilities, but you have to keep separate pools where applicable for like Blood Tithe, Depravity. Um, so the, you could conceivably take the same armies. You could. So you don't have to take four separate armies. You could take... People. Could you could do same. four corn armies if you really wanted to. Okay. But there's a catch that we'll get to later. Okay. Um, so you just have to keep all that checked separately. Um, and then I know like part of the concern has been, well, like what about the armies with terrain features? Well, they put in that little rule in the GHB where if you can't place it, it ain't going. If you can't place it, it ain't going. Well, there you go. So there's no point in using that. Um, with regards to um, like some restrictions. So the, a lot of the books have come out like where you can pick a on like a specific on enclave or a storm host or a grand court. Um, you cannot duplicate that between team members. Um, so, for instance, you cannot have two or more players on the same team playing Gristlegore. Oh, okay. So, if like if you're Stormcast, you can't you can't have multiple players being the uh, Golden Boys. Correct. You okay. Only have one player being Hammers of Sigmar. Right. Okay. So if you have an army that makes you choose, like the Slaneshi hosts, because you have to be either pretenders, invaders, or uh, god seekers, then you can duplicate up to a max of two. So, so you could technically do an all Slanesh team if you wanted to. Okay, but it's not. What were the three choices again? First Slanesh? Yeah. God seekers, uh, God seekers, pretenders, and invaders. So I, so are you saying I could take one of each, and then the fourth one could be the duplicate? Yeah. Or when you say no more of two, could I do two pretenders? You could do two and, pretenders and two invaders if you wanted. I, okay, you, I, you could. Do, that's that's. I just wanted to clarify that. Yeah, I just want to give people the design space to do whatever they're doing, but not let it be bananas. Okay. See, I just I wasn't certain when I read this. It said duplicate to a max of two. I. One of did you mean you'd have to take all three and then obviously the fourth you would have to duplicate one, but right, okay, no, not that strict. Um, the armies on each team have to be from the same mortal realm. Um, and this is in there one to develop the backstory and the theme and the narrative to your army, but also I don't want 
teammates picking the best artifacts from each one of the realms for like gameplay purposes. Uh wait, okay, so if now if we're all from the realm of death, can each can each of the four armies pick the same artifact? No, because that's actually down in the next section, uh, that armies cannot duplicate command traits or artifacts. Hmm, okay. So, oh, okay, there it is right there. I missed that part. I jumped, uh, that's because there's the one in the middle that we haven't covered. Okay, so that that limits you. You can't abuse the realm. So if you go into the the... What is it? The, who has the stupid ethereal amulet? Is that the realm of death? Shyish, yeah. So only one guy's getting that. Mm-hmm. And then someone else is going to have to take the thing that you kill kill heroes with on sixes. Yeah, but that's the sort of judgment, so that's in Ulgu. Oh, you're right. So you can't even take it. You couldn't even take it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so like I am putting in some restrictions, but this is, again, to build the narrative and like be a more positive player experience so So, it can't be like i was walking through the forest and i found two hell cannons i decided to go to war correct gotcha um there's one other one here this is kind of a long one so i'll let you take this last one explain this too so for this one i took inspiration from the atc uh which is the american team championship um they had a rule where between team members you could not duplicate war scrolls um I didn't want to be that stringent. Um, so between teammates, you cannot duplicate a war scroll unless it is a true battle line unit, such as, like, it can't be a battle line if. So the only th- units you can duplicate between team members are true battle line units, but an individual player's army can take multiple of that same war scroll. So, like, if player A on a team is playing Iron Jaws, that player can take multiple war chanters, but his teammates cannot take war chanters. Oh. Oh, okay. So, literal, just so... Uh, I, I keep falling back to Stormcast because I know they're the best. So, Stormcast, the only units that you could duplicate between teammates... Are Liberators are and liberators. No. Because Liberate or Judicators are, are blind if Stormcast... Oh. Oh, okay. Wait. Oh, that's right. I just when it says battle line of storm, I'm like it's a stormcast army. How would it not be stormcast? But it could be order, I suppose. Correct. Okay, so it's straight battle line. So, okay. Well, that that makes it interesting. A thousand points where the only thing you can have the same thing on are pure battle line if you duplicate the armies. Correct. So this is to prevent, um, well, you can only have one player on a team take Abhorrent Arch Regents. So you don't have to deal with the summoning spam as much. You can only have one player on a team take a Keeper of Secrets. So you have that limitation. Interesting. Yeah. So there is some built-in limitations. Um. But I don't – this is going to be – the goal for this event is to be more fun and narrative focus and just having a good damn time. Hmm. So, 
what about named characters? You can take those, but you can't duplicate them. You can't duplicate them. So, oh yeah, you can't duplicate them. So, I can take them, but nobody else is going to have one. So, it's, you can't, you can't have four thousand point armies with Nagashian skeletons. Yeah, because you can't duplicate because you can't take multiple Nagashas because they're not true battle line. Right. Okay. So that yeah. So that even okay. Yeah. Duh. They're not. Yeah. You already said that rule. I'm not even thinking. So four players, thousand points per. Um, how is the table set up? How does that work? Or is it two separate tables where you're playing basically? So what we're going to be doing for that is basically following the 40k playbook, um, which is day one. We'll be playing three games, and you get matched up with everybody on your team once. Oh, okay. So if it's you and me and, say, uh, Winger and uh, somebody else, there's three games. I have to play with you as my teammate once, with Winger as my teammate once, and with the other guys as my teammate once. Yes. All right. And um, then day two, the captains pick the teams for game four. And then for game five, the opposing captain picks your teams. Oh, so that's how they do it in 40k, and we're going to copy in that copy paste pretty much. That's interesting. So I get to look at the four armies you're bringing, and I get to decide who teams up with who on the fifth round. Yes, oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Oh, it almost makes you want to play in it. Yeah, and the big thing that we're going to be also working on and like tying in is doing the armies on display thing that they do for the 40k team. Um, we're trying to put those two together. Oh, okay. The armies on display for the Sigmar and for the 40k in one display. Because this is the first year we're doing a four player team and they're not going to be on overlapping days. Oh, okay. So we could. Oh, okay. Interesting. You've given this a lot of thought. I have. Um, I don't know if we're going to do this in 2021 going forward, but if we're going to do it, I want to do it to the absolute best that I can. And this year's going to be rough. I'm not going to tell people it's going to run, you know, smooth as better, but um, this is something that I want to do. This is the last thing on my checklist for being a TO. Um, and honestly, the community deserves it. The community wants it. We should do it. Yeah. Cool. I'm excited to see how this turns out. I'll be helping you run it probably, so I won't be doing that, but I'm excited to see what happens. Yeah. And I know a lot of people have said, well, it's like, why is this Thursday, Friday? It's like, well, that's where we have the room. Honestly. Um, and then again, if you want to play in just four man team events with your same group of guys, depending on your armies, you can do that now. Oh, yeah, because the team, when is the team event for 40K? Is that Saturday and Sunday? Saturday, Sunday. You could play in both of the four man team events. Oh. If that is what you come to Adepticon for, is these large format team events that aren't run anywhere else. You now have it for both systems, and you can do them both. 
Oh, like Can Hammer Chris and his crew. They're all about those big team tournaments, and they play both systems. I could see them signing up in both. Yeah. I mean, they'd have to drop the 40K champs, and I know that you know there's some really good competitive players. Uh, but this is one of those things that we, sh- we should do it. No, I'm, I'm, I'm agreeing with you 100%. I'm, I'm excited. I'm listening to this. I'm like, this is cool. This is, I'm, I'm rolling in my head right now. Who would I want to team up with? What kind of stuff would we take? What would go well together? Because it's not just who can I go well with in one team. I need to find three others that I can that I can gel with, mm-hmm. and that can gel with each other. This is uh, interesting. <sighs> All right. Um. Well, okay. I think that's it. I think we need to go to break. We're starting to run into the oh, hour and a half mark, and we need to hit a break, and then we're going to come back, and we're going to have Kevin here. And um, and do all that stuff. So we will be back in just a minute. Are you finally looking to start your rebasing project? Six Squared Studios. Are you looking for some new and interesting resin terrain? Six Squared Studios. Are you looking for some fancy acrylic counters to keep track of wounds or maybe some other statistical anomalies? Six Squared Studios. Maybe you need a new rack for your paint? Six Squared Studios. Well, then look no further. What you need is Six Squared Studios. They ship worldwide with domestic shipping for both the U.S. and Canada. Six Squared Studios. That's right, Six Squared Studios. That's the number six, squaredstudios.ca. When your gaming needs go beyond your basic dice, tape measure, models, and paints, think Six Squared Studios. Six Squared Studios. Now all your base are belong from them. We are back, and we are back now as our final segment tonight. Um, we've been plugging this contest for like the past two months, and so we have Kevin Jacoby, one of the main men over there at Six Squared Studios, coming on to talk a little bit about Six Squared and about this contest that he came up with. Kevin, thanks for coming on the show. Oh, thanks a lot. How's it going, eh? It's going well, eh? Lindsay says hi. Lindsay, we miss you. I'm sure she misses us too. How have you been giving her poutine at least? Or no, no, I just discovered oh. poutine. That's the first thing she told me when I got back. Was she's like, "Where's mine?" I was like, "Yes." Okay, well, enough of that. We got a contest. Kevin, tell people a bit about Six Squared Studios, other than the fact that we run a goofy commercial. <laughs> I love the commercial. It's great. It's been going on for oh, over four years now with you guys. So that's it's pretty awesome. Thank you so much for everything you do for the community. But Six Squared Studio is, is um, yeah, we're a miniature uh, and terrain company up here in Canada. Uh, and we basically make things to make our gaming experience better and share it with whoever is willing to share with us. Uh, we just celebrated our fifth anniversary, and we just got our brand new website up and running at sixsquaredstudios.ca. 
So, uh, yeah, it's just it's just another way for us to enjoy the hobby. Cool. Well, you had been getting close to your five-year anniversary, and we had just hit nine. Yep. And you said, hey, let's have a contest. So yeah. we asked – you've been on sort of this hobby positivity kick after there's been a – well, you know, social media is a cesspool, but there was a particularly negative week or two there, and you were feeling uh, like, oh, I just hate this. Oh, and, it, it was terrible. We were Our website was actually attacked. And it was just craziness. So uh, it was brought by one of these bloggers who uh, is really good to us. And uh, they independently uh, do reviews on our products, like our sculpts that we do for the tables. And he said, did you guys uh, realize this stuff is uh, over here on, I won't mention the website, because they cleaned it up and I don't want to give them a bad rap. But uh went over there and these people obviously probably someone's trying to get into the game of doing mdf bases and terrain and other pieces so figure the best way of going ahead is by attacking other people that are doing it and it, it just bothered me because that's just seems to be where we keep on doing is that downward spiral of negativity and i just want to do something positive for a change and Make sure, remind people that we were, we're in this hobby to have fun not to be upset about everything that's going on yeah Kind of, I remember you were really upset, yeah. and uh, we, you know, we talked about this whole thing of right about some, something that keeps you in the hobby, something really, and you said just anything positive, something that you just you love about this hobby, anything, just put something positive out there. Reminder: winner of this thing is going to get a hundred dollar gift card for six squared. Yeah, anything they want, so they'll just basically get a, a voucher, and they can go on the website choose what they want or if there's something that they want cut or whatever like that specifically that's not up there they can i'll work with them and get what they need to make their gaming even better going forward okay um now we had several that we we liked wait should wait you know what should we do the voicemail ones first because we got three of them in the voicemail and oh by the way we got 16 email entries and three voicemail entries so we had 19 total here it is. Uh, okay, so guys, here is the first voicemail. Uh, I believe this is Chris. Hey, Dave and Alex, it's Chris. Uh, I just heard on episode 220 about that, you know, why did you get into it and all that. Uh, a group of friends got me into it in high school. I stuck with it for the storytelling and the, you know, the aspect of you're face-to-face with another person having a good time. It's me out and about. All right, well, love the show. Keep it up. Bye. All right. And that was the first of the three. That one was from Chris. Um, and let's see, where's the next one here? No, that's Cranky Lawyer. So this one is the next... Yep, I got this one here. This one, the transcript's not available, so I don't know exactly. I can't remember who this one was from. But see, here you go. We can't read them all, but these people took time to get on the voicemails. So you get, you know how much I love voicemail. It's getting played. <laughs> hey, Dave. Hey, Alex. Uh, this is Mark uh, from Tucson, Arizona. Um, calling in for uh, this little competition that you're going on. Uh, not really for me. Uh, well, first, let's just do the history. Um, I got into the miniature war gaming through a ring game back in the day, went to 40k for a bit, and now purely into AOS. It's such a better game. Um, but the reason why I'm calling is um, I'm calling for two friends of mine that uh, 
they have been playing Warhammer Ninth Age since I was a wee lad. Um, their names are Bruce and Fernando Snoopy. Shout out to you guys. They have been a staple, a pillar in the Tucson community for AOS. Uh, they are just the greatest guys in the world. Super fun. Uh, just smiles all around. Like literally, I don't think I've ever heard them say it negative thing in their lives. They're just so cool. I'm calling just to say thank you to those guys for being such awesome people in the Tucson community and for the hobby as a whole. They, I don't think I'd be the same person if I didn't have those guys. Um, but, uh, yeah, I just want to give a shout out to those guys because they deserve a little shout out. But, um, love the show. You guys rock out. Love your work. Um, just keep it up, guys. Cheers. Okay, and then this last one is from David from Chattanooga. Hello, this is David from Chattanooga, Tennessee. And I just wanted to share a couple of my thoughts and reasons for joining the Games Workshop hobby. Um, I started probably 27 years ago um, just kind of looking for something to do that was creative, and tactical at the same time, um, and really found it um, with Warhammer 40K, and then shortly thereafter Warhammer Fantasy as well. Um, I just like the hobbies because it's so expansive. You can paint, you can model, you can play, you can just read the books, you know, follow the lore. Um, I also like the social aspect of it. I mean, I was a pretty introverted kid, didn't have a lot of friends, but, you know, going to the local game store with my army kind of, you know, forced me to make friends, to talk to strangers, to play games with people I'd never met before. And, I mean, to me, even to this day, you know, that's still something fantastic that I look forward to. So that's kind of my reasons for staying in the hobby. Thank you. Okay, so that's uh, those, those were the voicemails that we got for the contest that I've been holding on to. So They were great. Uh, just a disclaimer, though, for any young kids listening, please don't always talk to strangers. But other than that, that one was really awesome. The idea of making <laughs> friends. That, that's really good. Just, just be careful uh, here. Just a legal disclaimer. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. All right, so those are the voicemails. Now, um, like I said, I, I got one that I want to start with here. It was the 14th one on my list here. This one comes from Ralph Pizarro. And now I really like this one because, um, first of all, it looks like it had to go through screening to get sent here because I don't know technically, but. From the way it looked when you open up the email, I was like, oh, goodness. Um, but this uh, is a guy stationed. He's in the uh, uh, Ralph is in the U.S. Army, and he's stationed in Germany. And he started a board game club for uh, soldiers and families. He wanted to play Age of Sigmar, so he gets per- permission to do a Warhammer demo day. And um, he put, the day came, and I was the loneliest soldier showing people Warhammer at the main entrance of the PX. 
uh, you know, the post exchange. Uh, but apparently there's about a half a dozen guys there who were also into Warhammer, just didn't know people who were into Warhammer. So that's just, that's, I love this email because there's the proof. Look, step up, let people know, hey, I play, here's this cool game I play. You will find people who are interested. They're competing in tournaments under the U.S. Army Garrison Weissbaden Warhammer community. They have team T-shirts. Now, it's it's 40K, but he says, what do you want? I wanted AOS, but I'll take what I can get. So apparently the guys he found were 40K players, but they got a dozen guys playing 40K out of the country while they're serving. Uh, that's pretty cool. In fact, now they do have uh, they have a group, a Facebook group. Uh, USAG Weissenbaden Warhammer Community. I don't know if I pronounced that right. It's just Weissbaden. Oh, sorry, Weissbaden. So uh, I totally. I, it's W I E S B A D E N Warhammer Community on Facebook. So if you're in that area, um, <laughs> if you're in the military, and you know, hey, get in touch with them because they're playing and they're looking for AOS players as well. They've got most of the guys that are playing 40k, but there are people who are into AOS. Uh, and so that uh, from Mr. Pizarro. And Mr. Pizarro, thank you for your service to our country. Absolutely, and everyone with him. Oh, yeah. But, a lot of the guys that I play it with out here are either current or former military. Um, so thank you all. We've got a lot of ex-military guys who play that we know, a lot of vets. Um, so when I read this, I said, somebody actually wrote me from where from Germany. Like, hey, I'm on active duty. I listen to this show. I like it. This is what we're doing. I'm like... Oh, this one. This is one that I gotta. We gotta. We gotta bring that one up because that's fantastic. So that was one of my picks. Alex, you got a pick? Uh, yeah. So this would be our second one, which is from uh, Chris Schulte, and I'm hoping I'm pronouncing that correctly. Uh, Chris, um, I actually didn't get a chance to meet him. Did you meet him at Meltdown? I may have, but I was talking to so many people there. Yeah, I, I don't I, remember if we met him. Um, I want to say I met this guy. Um, but I think on day two, uh, he came over and chatted it up. But um, in any event, so he went to his uh, very first Age of Sigmar tournament, which was the Midwest Meltdown uh, 2019, run by a good friend of the show, Domus. Um, and he says he's got some experience with like 40K, um, but he was not really sure about what to expect, but it ended up being like everything he wanted. He's playing his first game, and he's not used to using all the realm spells, the realm rules, um, all the different battle plans and whatever. Um, his anxiety and nerves kind of took over, um, and he actually ended up going to the bathroom and like being sick. Um, and I've not dealt with that myself personally, but I work with a lot of people that have had panic attacks and have dealt with panic issues. Um, so he said... He told uh, the Tio Domus, you know, it's like, man, I'm going to drop. You know, I don't want to do this to anybody else. Um, and one of the awesome guys in the local area, I mean, he's not local to me, but like northern Illinois area, uh, Kyle Knapp. Um, he heard about the situation from one of his buddies and he's like, hey, how about you and I play next game? We'll ask Domus if we can do that. and I'll run you through more like a teaching game and we'll just have some fun and take it really chill. And Domus being Domus, um, obviously he made it work. And the two of them had a really fun game, got his feet back under him. And then he played game three against Josh Lopez, and just had an absolute ball. Um, he ended up 
dropping the second day because of just like exhaustion and just being tired for sure. Um, but just that some guy he didn't know just came up to him and said, Hey, we should play. It'll be cool. We'll just have some fun that I really like. And shout out serious to Kyle, even though he likes Ace Ventura, I can give him some props for this. This was really solid move, brother. Yeah, Kyle's good people, and that was a really nice thing to do. Just be like, look, hey, I'm just here to roll dice and have fun anyway. How about I give you a demo game so that way you don't, you don't drop out after game one. You can keep playing and at least doing some stuff. That was really nice of him. So I'm just glad that this went so well for this guy. That's always a hard time with tournaments, though, is balancing out the competitiveness with the idea of just meeting new people and seeing new armies on the table. And it's to remember, you know what? Sometimes it's good to lose your first game because that way you put you in the middle tables for the rest of the events and you can just concentrate on and having fun. Um, I, it, it's one of those things where, yeah, I, I've seen people get really nervous, have anxiety attacks. Uh, and when we run our local events here, because I run a lot of uh, those type of things for our local game club. And it's just like chill. Like our next event we're doing is going to be a race to the bottom, which basically is that the person who comes in last is going to get the biggest prize. Just because we want to encourage people to come out there, try new things. Don't just try to go and copy things that are out there on the net for the most powerful list. Build a story around your guys and just just have fun because there's a lot going on there uh, besides just a straight-up match play to see who can uh, destroy the other guy first. Yep. Although, I'll throw in a disclaimer. I don't think Kevin was saying that you should purposely lose your first match so you can drop down and play and that you could submarine. And then just crush your next four rounds so that way you get that uh, comeback. It's not crushing it. Normally the middle to low end tables are close to the bar, Dave. That's the main (laughs) thing about it. All right. So to be honest, let's conserve energy less to to walk to the bar. I used to listen to this. It's no longer on, but there was a 40K podcast you listened to. And the one guy used to sing the praises of coming in close but then losing all the time round one so he could go instead of going against all the guys who won round one he can go against people who lost round round one. Oh no that's and, not what I and mean. then he can crush face <laughs> and it's he's submarining he's dropping down a bit and then planning to, to smash and come back right you know make a re- uh, big comeback at the end just letting everybody know that's not what you meant there Kevin no no that's don't not talk what to I strangers mean. don't submarine that's- we got a whole list going here. But take the candy. That's what matters. <laughs> All okay. right, Kevin, you got one? I do. I have one. This is uh, our entry number 13 uh, from Jesse Rooney. Uh, thanks for putting uh, in. Well, thanks, everyone, for uh, to submitting and sharing your stories. It's really great seeing the diversity in the group and seeing uh, all these different people listen to Garage Hammer. Uh, But what Jesse was talking about was the idea of how it really changed other aspects to his life. So he was able to uh, take up uh, playing Age of Sigmar uh, and uh, learning the painting and the hobby aspects to it. And just the friends he met actually had physical changes for him. Uh, Basically, he uh, helped him with his hypertension. Uh, He lost weight, which if I can tell my doctor that, yeah, I'm... Uh, what are you doing to help with your weight issues? I said, well, I'm playing Age of Sigmar. I love that. So that works for me. Yep, yep. But he, he, talked, he talked about the idea of uh, meeting uh, his uh, future wife, I think it is, uh, for this. And just all in all about the idea that he, he's built a community that's reinforced other positive aspects beyond just the gaming table. Yeah, no, that, that, was, that, was, a really, that was actually a really good one. I like that one as well. Yeah. Yeah, and he put in a shout out to like Chuck Moore 
Warhammer hero and Brian obnoxiously Edwards. fit uh, human being <laughs> that is Chuck. Should I take one here, I guess? Yeah. Yeah. I think number nine was on our list, right? Oh, yeah. All right. Number nine. This is from Kyle Smith. He's been playing since 5th edition Warhammer. He got introduced to it. Go forward a few years. He's playing Storm of Chaos. And his friends and him are entering, you know, submitting their results to the website. And they decide to have a five-man massive battle, which it's Chaos, which is Warriors and Skaven. Assaulting a sparsely defended wall that ran the length of the board. So there's two players to three, two chaos, three other guys. Chaos outnumbers them at least two to one in points. And was led by Archeon. Now, this would be Archeon still on horse because this was back then. Yeah. Uh, they had lizardmen, dwarves, and Bretonians. Uh, the lizardmen and the dwarves are holding the walls, and when that falls, then the knights lead a counter charge. The game is a bloodbath. I mean, he goes in great detail. About how Archeon is just like basically comes up to the gates and just blows the gates open with by looking at them, you know, Archeon. I got a good um, over a page of just all the stuff that he remembers happening from a game from Storm of Chaos, which happened in sixth edition. Am I correct? Uh, I think it was. It was yeah, that sounds right. It, it was six, seven. It was the tail end of six. Right, because I came in right as right before seventh edition was released. I I got into this. Christopher was showing it to me, and that had ended. Like you could still get some of the some of the things, but yeah, the whole that had wrapped up. So yeah, sixth edition, but huge battle going on. Um, and I believe his Bretonian lord, after all of this, basically after everything fell, charged. Little Bretonian Lord not only managed to survive his combat with the ever-chosen of chaos, but overkill him in the duel. Oh, I forgot about overkill. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So he gets the overkill and takes out Archeon. This is one of the best ga- he's, he's telling me minute details of a game 15 years later. Then after the page and a half, he gives you the too long, didn't read. Uh, I play this game for two reasons. You meet some really cool people, and you get to create some really fun memories that stick with you for years. It's something I hope my students in our little school club will take with them years from now. I love the show, and hopefully we'll get to meet you guys at Adepticon next year. Cheers, Kyle. Kyle, come up and say hi to us if you do come to Adepticon next year, because those are the kind of game stories. Plus, if you've got students, A, I'm assuming that means he's a teacher, and B, I'd like to hear how his Warhammer club's going, because ours is going bananas. It's the first taste that gets you into the other ones. But I think that uh, entry was really good because it really tells about the storytelling. Yeah. Like, again, some people are for different reasons, but knowing something from that long ago and it still sticks in your memory, like that's the type of uh, memories that we're building when we're out with our, playing with our buddies these games. Absolutely. You got another one, Kevin? Uh, they all were great. Uh, uh, there's another Kyle, uh, entry number six. About uh, he was uh, an athlete, uh, so we're talking one of the alpha male jock sort of guys. Uh, no harm, no foul there, obviously. But then he uh, developed Crohn's disease, and how uh, it really threw him because it was during uh, high school, and he had to find other ways of uh, dealing with not being able to play sports, and he found the hobby. And he was able to make friends there and uh, obviously being someone that was used to competition was able to find an outlet uh, when his body was letting him do everything he wanted to do. Uh, those type of those type of stories about the idea that you you found your, your niche uh, coming into the hobby, it just 
it's positive. It just reminds you that, yeah, there's a lot of good things that come out of here besides just rolling some dice. Every one of these was, like, inspiring when you hear about, uh, you know, from the longest ones even to the shortest ones where it's just like, you know, I love this community. I started doing this for the community or I found these people. There's so many good ones in here. Um, Alex, did you have anything you want to say about this or do you have one more you want to bring up? No, uh, the ones that I really wanted to talk about, we've already talked about, um, except for the winner. Yes. Oh, there's mm-hmm. a spoiler. The, um, these were all great, but as much as we love them all, these were honorable mentions. Funnily enough, the first one that we got wound up being uh, the winner. Did you want to talk about this one a bit, Kevin, since, you know... I think we all kind of agreed this one should be the winner, but this was the first thing out of your mouth was this one just had you. Oh, it killed me. Like when you sent through these pieces, I think, okay, great. We're going to have some, some neat stories. I'm going to learn a bit about some other people in the hobby and hopefully get a chance to meet them going to like Adepticon or some other convention that I'm going to go to. And this one here was, uh, it, it just was a big uh, punch to the gut sort of idea. Uh, the fellow's name is Mason. And, uh, he made me thankful for things that are positive in my life. He had some real um, hard life events happen to him that uh, put his health and his safety in jeopardy. And literally the last it, 12 years. Literally. And this it goes back to 2007. He's telling yeah. us this was like, this is also the longest one we got, but it was also the most emotionally raw. I was like, holy mackerel. Yeah, he really mm-hmm. trusted sending uh, you guys this information, and that he really trusts you with some personal, uh, personal uh, events in his life. And it was the idea that basically gaming saved him. And this is one of those silly, oh, this saved my life. This literally sounded like this saved his life. That his local gaming club protected him and helped him when he had nowhere to go, nowhere to live, nowhere to even find his next meal sort of idea. And, and they helped and nurtured him. So he's now sounds like he's in a better place. Uh, I, I, I don't want to share too much. I don't know what you guys think. but it's Well, just, you know what? I, I, yeah. I, I, I'm kind of highlighting a few things that we can say without giving yeah. too much. Yeah, we'll to go for it then. Uh, his I, sister's I boyfriend showed him Warhammer. Yeah. And sort of got him interested in that and um, – but then, of course, it's a sister's boyfriend type of thing. So if they break up, then you you know he loses that connection. So it's a couple right. of years later. Um, he makes fr- friends with some D and D players. They go into this. They hear about this new store. They go in, and um, we'll give credit to the credits due. It's the guys from this place is called uh, Chaos Games and More. Was the name of their game store, and he meets a lot of guys there. He meets the owner. He meets these guys. But he's going through rough stuff. Like, I mean, like, homeless. Like, not knowing where his next meal's coming from at parts. Just trying desperately to finish high school and move along. Like, it sounds like you got a pretty responsible kid here who got a lot of bad breaks. He did get a massively raw deal. Yeah, Um, I mean, just over and over again. And then... And I'm sorry, I don't mean to interrupt. Go ahead if you wanted to say something. I just, I wanted to hit a few... like. No, no, you go ahead and finish the story. But you're talking about guys who made sure he ate, made sure he, you know, when when he really needed, had a place to stay. This is the community taking care of one of their own. Like, and this was, and being a teacher, I could see how you'd have a kid who's, who's, you know, not he's struggling. I mean, he wound up having to to he wound up being a super senior. You know, he went, had to do it over five years to finish. 
Um, but when he had nothing else, he kept going back to his gaming community. And here's people who knew him and cared about him. And even though he was having troubles, they were all like, listen, we got your back. And it's it was heart-wrenching to read this mm-hmm. that they go through. Yeah. I mean, literally, and there's a part in here where he's like, he didn't have anywhere else to go, didn't know what to do, goes to the game store, and his friends are there. And it's just this really emotional scene that he paints. And, I, and it's just like, here's a kid who, if I didn't know better, I'd say was almost suicidal in these in certain parts of this and didn't have anyone close to him to turn to except his friends in the gaming community and they helped him to pull through he still is in touch with some of these people right um mm-hmm. it's so the community he says here some people think the community is a nice part of the hobby but for me it's more for me it has literally saved my life and taught me how to be successful taught me how to be a better person how to care for others he talks to most of his friends. He's like, yeah, he's 25 now. Would never have made it there without his gaming community. He did ask me. Uh, apparently, his friend Kenny listens to the show. So, Kenny, big shout out to you, man. You are you. You've saved a life, my friend. Um, you. I don't know if you realized how much of an impact you had on Mason, but um, props to you and all those guys out there. You guys are the true heroes. Uh, so shout out to you. Uh, you know, it's I, I don't want to say too much because I don't know how much of this stuff he would want me to be saying out loud. But he loves you guys and he feels like he owes you a lot. Um, and if you guys uh, if you guys do all come to Adepticon this year, again, come and see us and say hi because we yeah. would love to meet you guys. Yeah. Now I don't know if we had said hi to him this year because they were here this year. Um. Once again, and I that said, was yeah. One of the things that they had mentioned is that these guys put in for him to come out to Adepticon, um, and he's on the West Coast now, and they essentially paid for his way, yeah, to come and see his first event. Period. Um, so, if you guys do get to come again, please head over to the AOS section and say hi. I mean, I'll be the guy in the awful yellow shirt, but um, and I'll be the guy in the goofy red shirt who's about twice the size of Alex and standing in front of him. So, yeah. Um, so, I'll be this one hit home a lot. <laughs> yeah, we know, but it's okay. We'll see what happens next year. Or um, by David, he has the girl guy cookies again. So, oh boy. <laughs> um, this one personally hit home for me um, because I was dealing with a lot of the same kind of issues. Like, not necessarily his situation, um, but like my teenage years were really rough for me. Um, I was definitely like not involved. I was not doing anything. And then I got into the game from like one of the few friends I had. Um, and then it just took off from there. Um, so that really hit. And then these, like, he might've been one of the kids that I could have worked with at one point with my job. Um, like when it was what it was like doing community, uh, crisis work, um, so I'm going to try not to tear up here, so bear with me, but, um, no, like, this is, his story is one of the reasons why I got into what I got into as a profession. Um, so, I mean, kudos to you, brother. Well, sorry, guys. 
No worries. Uh, and that was a theme for a lot of them, too. We have a lot of people that were giving credit or kudos or, or thanks to someone in their community that helped them that way. And how much, you know, a little bit of kindness goes a long way. Taking the time to show someone the rules or, or making sure that, hey, I'm, I'm going uh, to grab some from the concession or whatever. Can I grab you a, a, a sandwich or chocolate bar sort of thing? If you see someone that's, that's a little rough shape, like these are people that are choosing families. Like I, I'm lucky. I, I've always had a great family, love my family and that, but I have my second family through the gaming and that sort of thing. Like my business partner, Brad for sixth grade, he's, he's one of my best friends. He, he's just as much family as anyone else in my life. And if it wasn't for him, I would have had a hard time for a couple when I had some lows myself, like everyone needs that. And there's more of the community than again, just rolling the dice. It, it might be the conduit of how we go with our, our commonality, but there's, there's more going on. And, uh, I, I love the idea that a lot of people weren't talking about themselves. They were talking about the people that made the difference and, uh, yeah. and, and how they inspire. Like Alex, like that's, that's a great uh, point you make is the idea that it's these types uh, of stories and that, that set you on your life path. And, and that, that's, that's huge. Oh, and uh, also, and I, I just, and Mason, uh, Mason did, he's, uh, he was in the Navy. He joined the yeah. Navy. Uh, so I just want once again, thank you for your service to our country. Another guy who went into the military and did a lot. And, he, I, you know, that he th- he just mentioned that that helped, that helped him a lot, too. But I just want to, whenever he got servicemen, I want to thank him because that's what you do. Yeah, that's right. absolutely. So, um, okay. So well, we've been doing this a little longer than I expected. But you get into these conversations. I mean, that's what happens, right? Uh, Mason, you have won... The hundred dollar uh, store credit for six squared studios dot ca. Um, so I think now uh, you've got all the emails attached to all the entries, right? I do, Kevin. So yeah. you you can get you will probably be sending out an email to him to let him know how to redeem his gift cardy thing. Hundred percent. Yeah, we just got the new website up and running, so it's it's a new format there. So we'll figure out how to get them uh, a code. Basically, will act like uh, a voucher for that, so that uh, he can go and choose whatever the heck he wants on the website. Uh, and again, if there's something there that you want, something specially made in that, like on our laser, uh, we'll help you through that as well. We'll make sure uh, you're taken care of for for sharing and just reminding us all that there's a lot of good that comes out of our hobby. So thank thank you, Mason. Thank thank everyone uh, that took the time out of their lives to uh, to address it and uh, be part of the Garage Hammer community. Yeah, and if I, I wanted to at least mention everybody who sent one in, just so that you know, because we didn't read them all, obviously. But Mason, thanks for sending one in, as well as Chris Schultz, Dan Scarf sent one in, Paul Botello, Botello, I think you pronounce his last name, uh, William Sinclair, Kyle Kramer. Phil Elliott, uh, he said he's UK based. He's not not looking to be considered for the prize, but he just wants to share. Uh, and this that was a that was actually a really great email as mm-hmm. well. Brian Byers, Kyle Smith, as we said, Joe Flesh. Uh, one was Shed Finstra. That was did literally just the just the email address. Didn't put a name on it. Ezra Thomas, Jesse Rooney, Ralph Pizarro. We mentioned Kevin Fleming. 
Joe Hagelberg, and then the guys from the voicemails. All of you, thank you so much for sharing with us. Well, speaking about winning, though, can, can we change the rules a little bit? Would you and Alex mind if we would just tweak it? Uh, hey, it's your contest, brother. What are we doing? Well, this contest supporting Garage Hammer, and like I said, how much of a difference you guys made in my life in that with it. Like, <laughs> six, squared, six squared wouldn't be what it is without you guys. Uh, and I really appreciate just the people I get in touch with and that send me emails about what they're doing in their hobby, not just making orders. So we really appreciate it. So uh, on behalf of Brad and myself and that, it, the nature of the contest here is about the idea of paying it forward and sharing, doing something positive. So every entry... Uh, Mason obviously gets the $100 voucher, but every entry, I'm going to send out a $20 voucher uh, for you guys to get whatever you want from the store as well. Just because you guys took the time, and hopefully you're inspiring other people out there in the community that are listening to this podcast to just uh, say thanks to the people around you and just make sure you, you realize how great it is to have such a group of friends to play an awesome game with. Okay, so to make sure I heard this correctly, we had 19 yeah. entries. Yeah, we did. Uh, the first dude won the the big prize. Everybody else is getting the twenty dollar. Everybody who enters get see. Now, all, yeah. the, all of y'all who were thinking, oh, I don't know if I should enter or not. I don't know if I could win or not. This 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 is a a. This is why you should all be supporting the sponsors of Garage Hammer because they do stuff like this. Kevin, that's fantastic. That's just yeah. That is way beyond. No, no. Uh, honestly, like the whole point of this was about being positive. So, again, it's paying it forward. So if we can do something a little uh, to help everyone else out to make their, their gaming experience a little more awesome. And, again, just take the time, everyone. Even the ones that didn't enter in and thought about it but never bothered doing it, uh, take the time and just, just say thanks to your buddies and, and enjoy what's going on. Uh, unless uh, they really screw you over with their dice rolls and make amazing saves, then forget them. But other than that, uh, <laughs> or if they're you know, you if are. they're the co-host yeah. of your podcast, and every time you play, they just raffle stomp you because they're like really good and know how to play, and at least at least they're nice about it, and they tell you they 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 you know give you hints on how to how to play better next time, you know. <laughs> exactly. Just just. If, if, if this, this part of the episode tells you anything, it's just don't take for granted how awesome it is to be in a good gaming club. And if you're not a good gaming club, find one because it makes a huge difference in the hobby, eh? Absolutely. Wow. Okay, so the, the contest went from a $100 prize to almost five times that. And everybody's walking away. Everybody, you get a gift card. You get a gift card. Everybody's getting a gift card. Kevin is the Canadian Oprah today. Exactly, just not as thin. There you go. <laughs> yes. oh, I think that's it. I think on that note, I don't think we can end on a better, more positive pro-community note. Um, well, thanks, episode- guys, for letting me do this. It really, like I said, it was, it was pretty dark, and I was getting down, and I really appreciate you guys allowing this to happen. No, thank uh, and, you. And just reminding us again, yeah, just... just Look for the lemonade if the life gives you those lemons, right? Or at least the vodka. Oh, vodka and lemonade is fantastic, actually. I own a distillery uh, up here, too, and we're working on some different drinks. So I think lemonade vodka would be a fantastic one. Well, if you make that, we'll try it next time we come up or you guys come well, down. Yeah, you saw Plus the distillery. The, the, yeah. that, what is it? The Rose Gin or whatever that gin was that you gave to, to Heather. Did you guys like it? 
Holy yeah. mackerel. Holy mackerel. We had a gin tasting night with her and Christopher and I. Oh, that stuff was so good. Oh, I'm glad you liked it. God, you have no idea. All right, so we got to wrap this up, guys. So before we go, uh, one last time, I uh, want to thank all of the uh, sponsors over on Patreon. Uh, thank every one of you guys who are part of the Almost 1% who make everything that we do possible. Again, our associate producers, Phil Elliott, Dwight Sims, Christopher Sanders, and AJC. AJC. And our newest patron, Mark Dina. Uh, thank you, Mark, for joining us. Thank you to all of you who make everything that we do here possible. You don't know how much the, even the smallest donation to Patreon really helps. And we're getting close to having those Garage Gamers back. I guess we're just about done. I think the next episode? Well, I don't even know what we're doing next episode. But who cares? This will be something. We'll, we'll talk. There will be words. But until then, <laughs> only the faithful will be triumphant. Only the faithful will stand when all others fall. And only the faithful know no despair except in failure. You've been listening to Garage Hand. If you've enjoyed the show maybe consider leaving us a positive review on iTunes or check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash garagehammer. If you'd like to reach us, you can contact us via our email address, garagehammer at live.com. You can also find us on Twitter. David is at garagehammer and Alex, that's me, is at somekindageek30. Original music by Claire Seabrook. You can find more of her work at soundcloud.com slash Music. Finally, if you want to join the Garage Hammer community, as well as the AOS community worldwide, you can comment on our episodes in the show thread at the Grand Alliance Forums, that's tga.community, or check out the Garage Hammer Facebook page. And as always, thanks for listening. Yeah, and he put in a shout-out to, like, Chuck Moore, Warhammer Hero, and Brian obnoxiously Edwards. fit uh, human being. <laughs> I know, I just that hate him. Chuck. It's just like, oh, I'm Warhammer Hero. Oh, I do all this community stuff. Oh, look at this. I'm in totally great shape. I send pictures of myself squatting 9,000 pounds. Uh, you <laughs> jackhole. Positive episode, remember? Oh, he's positively a jackhole. That's... Uh, <laughs> Oh, God. Uh, I'm like 340 pounds struggling to get down to 200 pounds. He's like, oh, I bench more than you, fatty. It's like, oh, dear Lord. I mean, he doesn't actually say that. He's a nice guy, but no. it's uh, got everything Just going. Just try not to stand next to him so it doesn't look like a before-after picture. Yeah, no kidding. Like, oh. I look like the thing that ate Chuck Moore. <laughs> Jesus. All right. Come on. I suppose we should move on.